This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Dallas, Texas. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm currently in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 17th, episode 2769, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. Well, good morning, Horse World. Thank you for joining us today. I'm coming to you from Dallas. We're at the American Horse Publications Conference here in Dallas, Texas. And American Horse Publications is all the journalists from the horse world get together once a year, and we, we have... A party. I, I mean, we have a conference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we party a little, uh, but we do have a conference, and uh, we we talk about all things media in the horse world. And I'm happy to say, podcasting has become a thing in the last two years. So now uh, we have more of a media presence. There's two sessions on podcasting here, which has never happened before in all the years we've been doing this. And you're doing a talk about podcasting. Yeah, I'm doing a talk about how to how to maintain your podcast once you start one. How do you keep going past six months. So uh, you and I know a little bit about that, being we're at 11 years and 2,769 episodes. So, yeah. uh, But you know what's interesting is we have somebody sitting right here. And by the way, th- all throughout this show, what's going to happen is I've invited people to stop by. So people are stopping by and we're just going to talk to them. This is There's no plan for today's show other than meeting fun people here at the conference. And we have a couple of hosts from the Horse Radio Network here. Debbie from Horsemanship's going to be here. She's not here yet. She's arriving today. Jamie's coming in tomorrow. Uh, Mandy uh, it, Mandy is with us. Flanders of Leadline Podcast. Lisa Waisaki's here. So a whole bunch of names you recognize from the Horse Radio Network. But one of the people that's here is was one of our first guests back in 2010. We started in October. She was on in November of 2010. No, we started November 1st. You never remember oh, our that's anniversary. Right. It is. So she was on in our first month, and her name is Stephanie, and she's with Briar. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, good morning. Now, Briar won the big award. There's a big award here every year. It's the American Horse Publications Equine Visionary Award, and Bri- and companies can win it, too. Uh, so, so can you... Can you ask him to stop dumping ice? <laughs> we can hardly Otherwise, hear ourselves over here. it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> They're dumping ice over here. So you guys won the Equine Visionary Award at Briar. That's so cool. We are so excited. Yes, it is uh, something that Chris called me a couple of months ago to let us know that we'd won. But she said, you can't tell a soul. And that has been so hard over the last couple of months. But we're, yeah, it's just so exciting. Now we have mixed feelings about this, I'd be honest, because Jamie's a Monty Roberts certified instructor, and he was also up for this award today. So. <laughs> I know. But Jamie also, and all of us, my wife used to paint, when we had our tack shop, she used to be the repainter. She used to paint them, and then we'd sell them in the tack shop, and she'd do them custom. Uh, but Jamie's a huge Briar fan. We talk about Briar all the time, so it's so cool, because you, Glenn, you're an institution. Let me stop you. I am fo- almost 44 years old. There is no <laughs> way that I would have Briars displayed four feet to my right on a shelf. <laughs> That would be weird. Okay. And we're still buying them. I mean, that's the... What percentage... Do you know what percentage are adults buying them as opposed to kids? Do you have a percentage on that? Oh, gosh. That's a really hard question. Um, Because we've been making model horses for over 70 years now, we have um, a lot of families that collect together. So we do have a really big um, adult collector contingent, and then we have tons and tons of kids. I don't know the percentages, but I can tell you at Briarfest, that's where you hear uh, and see all of the different families, all different ages, grandparents uh, collecting as well as kids. It's really amazing. How many briars are there? Millions and millions and millions. No, I meant different models. <laughs> no, I know. I I actually, I mean, it's hard to say. I know for example, our one night scale traditional series, we have over 250 sculptures in wow. the line. So, it's a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there is there anybody in the world that has them all? 
Uh, actually, there are a few collectors who have set up in their homes essentially what is a Briar Museum. So that's pretty awesome, and they're very amazing. They've got pretty much almost one of everything and um, and then collect some of our special editions. At Briarfest every year, we have a big auction. And um, so we auction off what we call test runs, which are models that we're testing a particular color on and decided not to go with that color. So they could be a one-off then. Yeah, yeah essentially. Yeah. And um, and our highest seller uh, two years ago was a $22,000 prior <laughs> model. <laughs> Jamie, you bought that one? That was it's sitting over in your shelf over there. Listen, I am currently staring at, I'm just going to tell you, I've got Shy Boy, Man of War, Secretariat, Black Caviar, Cigar, American Pharaoh, Zenyatta, and Forgo are all staring at me right now because I had to pare down my collection. Because what happens as a woman who loves briars is people give them to you and you buy them and you keep going. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep the racehorses, the ones that mean the most to me, too. You know, all the racehorses and I have a Shy Boy signed by Monty that they gave me. So, um, I, yeah, I'm I'm. I'm just that guy. I'm that adult with them on a shelf. Well, we just lost Jamie. We just lost connection to Jamie, but I'm still here with Stephanie. So you told a story this morning at breakfast about the Queen, and Jamie has gotten a letter from the Queen recently for being one of the top uh, trainers in the world. So that was kind of cool. But you have a story because one of the Queen's horses, one of her fell ponies, which I've always wanted a fell pony. You can never afford a fell pony. Um, it was is a briar horse. How did that happen? Oh, it was really fun. When we decided to make a model of a fell pony, we said, well, let's try to make the most famous fell pony in the world. And that's Carlton Lima Emma, and it's owned by Queen Elizabeth. And so we crafted a letter and sent it off to Queen Elizabeth saying, hey, we're very interested in making a model of your pony. We're all about getting kids involved with horses. We're promoting the country lifestyle, all those things that you align with. And so um, we waited and waited. And four weeks later, we got a letter back, Royal Mail. And it was an invitation from Colonel Toby Brown, who's her equerry, saying, the Queen is very interested. This is an invite to you to come to Buckingham Palace, and we're going to talk about it. And it was really, really fabulous. I had the Did opportunity. Did you have 55 people from the office raise their hand to go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We, you know what's funny? Briar's a really tiny company. We don't even have 55 people in our <laughs> office. There's about three of us in the marketing staff and two that do events. So we're, we're actually quite small. So I had the opportunity along with our owner, Tony Fleischman, and um, we got a personal tour at Buckingham Palace. We didn't meet the queen, but we, we met Colonel Brown. I bet Brown. you she has Briar's. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah. He said, absolutely. Yeah, and she, she knew exactly who you were. And, you know, a portion of the proceeds actually goes to the Fell Pony Society in the UK, as well as Girl Guiding, which is their version of Girl Scouts. So we always like to put something back, give something back. And um, and it's, it was really, really fun. Yeah. So was, you got to meet the one that she rides. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So do you take a thousand pictures? Is that what you do at that point? Mm -hmm. yeah. We take um, photographs and video. And then at that point, the sculptor, um, will, you know, just try to capture the likeness as much as they can. And the key thing with Briar is not just the confirmation of breed characteristics, but it's imbuing every model with really the spirit of the horse. Um, and I think it's the personality that comes out in all of our models that's so captivating. Uh, but yeah, so congratulations on on the award, and and uh, you guys obviously everybody knows you in the horse world. So. <laughs> it's really an honor. We're really grateful to the American Horse Publications and Zoetis for sponsoring the award, and um, it's just a it's a real honor. Well, Jamie is back. Uh, welcome back. Oh my gosh, that's computers are the worst. And you and here you are broadcasting remotely and yours is amazing and my regular home computer just decided to die. Yeah, Sorry about we that. We were wondering I kept looking, am I connected? <laughs> Did I lose my connection? No, it was you this time. It was me. All right, well let's do some daily winnies. Ha <laughs> 
Well, we do have some birthdays. Some of our auditors, uh, Tanya Fleming, Lindsay Ardmore, and Rhonda Crabtree, Rhonda Crabtree, our legacy a listener who's listened to every episode of every show we've ever done. So happy birthday to all of you. And before we do Jamie's Daily Winnie, we did want to mention we will be covering how her first lesson was that you've all been well, wondering about later on in the show. That was what I was going to do as my Daily oh. Winnie. Here, I thought I had a good tease. (laughs) Here you go. Y'all can see I don't tell Glenn anything Anything. before the show. So I wanted to give my daily winnie out to Joy, who gave me a writing lesson, and Julie, who invited me along to go to the facility where she takes lessons. Yeah, I had had a writing lesson yesterday. What I've realized is as I ride so many baby horses and and baby racehorses that – I don't really get, get out and, and, and Peter's currently in EPM treatment. I don't really get out there and get to jump around and do some stuff. So I wanted to get on a horse, walk track, canter and jump. Just the simple things that I seem to not be able to find in my own world. So I went out to the place, beautiful facility. I must tell you that when I do stuff like this, like I'm pretty nervous. And the reason I'm nervous is not because I think I'm going to fall off or something, but it's, it's, it's a, a type of horsemanship that, I, I have in my life that I, I'm always worried hanging out. You know what I mean? Like where, what if the horses are underfed? What if they have whips? What if they have, there's so many anxious things that I have. What if nobody's wearing a helmet? You know, certain things like that, that, that are expectations for me. And I got there. The place was beautiful. It was real. The people were really nice and the horses were lovely. I will tell you, since it was my first lesson, they gave me, the beginner horse, Glenn. <laughs> did you have to? Kick I, a, did you have I, to use your heels a little bit? Oh my god, I'm so sore today. <laughs> so I rode um, this horse. His name is Marco, and Marco is about 127 years old. I'm just kidding. He's probably like 18, and he is. All her lesson horses are thoroughbreds, and she does therapeutic riding. She does all sorts of cool stuff. But every, on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings, she. And Julie, they get to Joy and Julie get together and they have other friends and just basically some adult women who know how to walk track, can or jump, go ride. So I hopped in and I hopped on Marco and, you know, the horsemanship was, the, the horses are happy. And I'll tell you why, because the riding arena was probably 200 yards away from the barn. And I thought, oh, these nappy horses, they're probably not going to go out there, you know. Every one of the horses just marched right out to the arena. None of them were barn sour. They all marched right back when we were done. The horses were very well behaved and I had a good time. I mean, let's be honest. I didn't feel like I needed to go jump a three foot course on 18 year old Marco and 18 is a guess. It might, it might be older. Uh, and so basically I just walked, try and they were like, he's probably going to stop at the gate. You really have to give him some leg, you know? But again, it's my first time there. They're not going to, put a random stranger on a difficult or more responsive horse. It's just kind of the way it goes. So yeah, I was on Marco and I, I got a successfully walk trot and cantered. Although I actually have a heart rate monitor. I have a, one of those Garmin watches that detects falls and it tells you your heart rate. When I kickbox, my heart rate hovers around 110 to 115 Glenn. When I was riding Marco, trying to get him to canter, I looked down and I was at 135. <laughs> like my heart was like, I, it's getting explode. Marco's an exercise so program in itself. <laughs> Marco will keep you fit, uh, and and I am sore. Even though I ride four to five horses a day, I'm still like, I am dying this morning. But I was able to jump him around and so just little like two foot jumps, some cross rails, and took him through a line. And and they're like, well, sometimes Marco decides to stop at the second one, so just watch. And I was like, mm, you know, tapping on my watch, you know, so then I'm like <laughs> driving forward and my heart is exploding out of my chest. And I turn to my friend, Julie, and I'm like, Julie, I ride all the time and I'm literally dying right now. I can't even breathe. <laughs> I'm working so hard. She well, was when- like, yep. That's how it goes. The third reds you train, uh, get up and go is not a problem. <laughs> we we work on the opposite, yeah. which is calm down. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so to be on a thoroughbred that you're just like, go. Go, go, go. And then she's like, you can get a crop out of the bucket. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't want a crop. I don't need to add. I need to make this my thing. And so, yes, I did ride, walk, track, canter, and jump a little bit on 127-year-old Marco. And I had a lovely time. And I can't walk today. It's not like I did a clinic with, you know, uh, 
any any sort of famous adventure where I was riding for three hours and I was out there hitting the ground running. No, literally, I just couldn't get my camera. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, this is how kids feel when they rode chili. Got it. Standard. Perfect. Well, we have uh, another guest here. We have Ruby Tevis with us. She was the 2020 Student Award winner here at American Horse Publication. Could explain what that is, first of all. So, uh, Mike, right up about an inch from your mouth. There you go. Hi, Ruby. Okay, what kind of horse do you ride? It's not turned on. Oh, it's not the turned on? Not oh, let's on. try that. Try that again, Ruby. Hello. There you go. There <laughs> she is. So uh, tell us, what kind of horse do you ride? Do you ride an old dead thoroughbred or a wacky thoroughbred? So I actually ride a saddlebred, so oh, kind there you of go. along those lines. They usually have some get up and go, too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the AHP Student Award? What is that? So the student award um, is offered by the American Horse Publications for students in high school or college. And I think we've even had um, some grad students apply as well. And um, they offer the student award for, you know, up and coming journalists and photographers and anyone who loves horses and loves media. And I found out about it in 2019. I was scrolling through Facebook and they said, do you love horses? And I said, yes, I do. Do you love media? I said, yes, I do. <laughs> you need to apply for the student award. And so I did. Um, and I was the runner up in 2019 and I went to the Albuquerque conference. Um, and then, saw, yeah. yeah, in 2020, uh, of course, COVID had to change the plan, so it was online. Um, but yes, I did win the award last well, congratulations. year. Congratulations. <laughs> are you. you in media now? What are you doing? Yeah, so AHP has opened the world for me. Um, I kind of went into Albuquerque not knowing what path I was going to follow. I really didn't know a lot about the way the media industry worked. And I showed up to the Speed Networking Conference, uh, which is part of I guess it's a session at the conference and Jan Westmark was there and she is the editor in chief of sidelines magazine. And she's like, you need to come write for us. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> I'd never really written, you know, for a big real magazine. And uh, so I've been working with them since then. And, you know, I've got, that's a fun Three magazine cover to write stories. for, too, because it's all lifestyle and fun. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. so much fun. And I've got Olympians who I grew up you know, worshiping and I've got them in my phone and I can call them at any time. It's, it's really kind of, um, eye opening just how much AHP has done for me. Um, you know, I've done some photography for them. I do their social media. I grew their Instagram page by 844% over one year. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, can you come do ours? Cause ours sucks. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really fun. Uh, you know, and then I met Jamie Samples, who from Yellow Barn Media. Yep. I do some freelance uh, graphic design for her uh, for a local barn near me, a Louisville Equestrian Center. And they're saddlebred people, too. So it's really cool just how much reach AHP has throughout the country, throughout the industry. Well, congratulations. Good <laughs> Thank job. Thank you. Thank well you. Well done. Well, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. And we didn't get to have you on last year because obviously we weren't here. But yeah. I'm glad that we got to meet this year. No, I'm so grateful. This is amazing. And Sidelines, I mean, we've had them. On, we used to have them on the show all the time. I don't know what happened, actually. we got to get back in touch with Sidelines. <laughs> well, I'll uh, harass Jane yeah, to you make do that, sure okay? you guys get on the You, you make sure show. you do that. All yeah. right. Thanks a bunch, Ruby. Absolutely. Appreciate thank you it. so much. All right. Our next guest is sitting here, too. And she doesn't know anything about microphones at all. <laughs> So, um, Katie is here with us. Katie, you're an announcer, right? I am. Um, for what circuit? Uh, so, I've been commentating for the Longines FBI Jumping World Cup North American League, and I've been well-trained to, to say that title for a few years, <laughs> that I can spin it out pretty quickly, but we're about to go into our fourth season next week, which is incredibly exciting. So, Katie, I... Jamie will tell you, I suck at saying names. I'm awful at names. And you must... How do you figure out how to say the names, remember how to say the names, and the horse names that you have to say are ridiculous. Yeah, sometimes. They love... I Sometimes I think the breeders at home just want to come up with something that'll be a challenge and want to get a good laugh of how we pronounce them. Um, for me, it's, it's all about language. I've always been just... I'm a grammar nerd to the core, and I just kind of studied a lot of different languages and their their vowels and vowel sounding, and that really helped me to be able to kind of understand and 
correctly pronounce some of these names. And then other times you take a good guess or you ask the writer and most of the time they don't know either and they tell you how they pronounce it (laughs) and you go off of that or you just kind of sell it the best that you can and be confident with it and continue on. Glenn, are you taking notes right now? For God's sake, write this down. I was a math guy, so English was not my strong suit at all. That's why I don't write anything. That's why I talk. (laughs) And I don't talk well. So there's that. <laughs> do you enjoy, do you, you know, I know you do a lot of different things, but it, do you really enjoy the announcing? Is it something that you would like to continue to do? Oh my gosh, this is a, an absolute dream. Um, I mean, several years ago, I literally went up to the NBC Sports producers on site at the American Gold Cup and gave them my resume and said, hi, it's my dream to work with you. Can I get you some coffee or show you where the bathroom is or anything? And it was the scariest thing I can tell you that I've ever done because I'm not naturally an outgoing person that way. Um, but I knew and I'd studied broadcast. I knew it was what I wanted to do. And lo and behold, they came back an hour later and offered me a reporting job. And I reported at that World Cup, and the next time um, I was the color commentator, and then I signed my contract. Well, there's a lesson there. Absolutely, you got. If you don't ask, it's automatically no. You never know what might happen, and that completely changed my life that day. And um, I told my parents that that uh, (laughs) I told my parents that I was coming on, so they're listening. But my cousin was getting married that weekend. And I heard it from my parents that I was not going to make that wedding. And I said, I promise you, this is life changing. Um, and I'm pretty sure my mother's still upset that I didn't attend that wedding, but it did change my life and forged my career. And it's the most fun thing that I do. And of course, we missed last season. So to get back this year, I, I just cannot wait. Um, so I'm very excited. John Kyle's hey, a good friend of ours and comes on all the time. My, my dad told me that getting involved with horses was a waste of time. And you know what? Isn't it fun to do this to your parents? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's good fun. Love you, mom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thanks. Um, Yeah, we have a great group and, um, you know, our season kicks off next week in Vancouver for our first leg of our 2021 to 2022 season. And uh, we're going to be on, um, well, we go live on our world feed, but our post-produced show will actually air on CBS Sports this year. So it's, a really big See, deal. We're we very excited. We have the advantage excited. in that we can edit out the stupid things we say. Your stupid things are still in there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you ever get to the end and go, because we do this sometimes, you know, we'll get to the end and we'll go, we had a, re- I had a really good show today. You know, I just felt really good. And then you get to the end at some days and you go, well, that sucked, you know? Oh, yeah. But yet the listeners, the days we think are terrible are the days we get the most response from. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Absolutely. <who knows? laughs> Every time. Yep. And you know you're you're kind of dictated just as you are you're dictated kind of by your guest and how the story unfolds and we're bound by that class and if it's not Boring. a super <laughs> exciting class or you know we had we had one class in Vancouver one year where there was no jump off in the World Cup there was one clear round and we got to the end and we're like oh gosh well this is over <laughs> you have know a good day everybody <laughs> um so that that happens and you just kind of have to go with how that class unfolds in each class um, just as each individual has a story that's very cool well good job and uh, I, the lesson is there i mean who would have thought you would walk up there and get a job you know talk to the nbc people and get a job i thought maybe they'd say hey go get me a coffee yeah. and I could network get or get kid. a business card or whatever. <laughs> um, never imagined. Um, so the best thing I ever did, the scariest, but best thing that I ever did. And now I'm a little less intimidated to do those sorts of things now. And I hope I can encourage other people. By the way, Katie people. looks like she's about 12. So that's, <laughs> you know, that probably didn't help you that day either. No, because I can assure you, I looked even younger. Um, it's been, aging has been a gradual process. And at this point in my life, now I'm, I'm more grateful for that. And hopefully that continues to kind of <laughs> take right. its time. But right. I certainly have those moments. I think people find my age to be the most confusing thing because I open my mouth and I sound 40. They look at me. I look twelve. Yeah, I fall somewhere true. in the middle. Um, so it's a good, it's a good guessing game. Well, mom, she did good. She did good. You know, the wedding was over. Those people are probably divorced by now, and, so, and she still has a job. So there's still that. That's has a job. Know, who doesn't remember that you missed the wedding? The bride. Okay, she doesn't care. Yeah, she just got married. That was all it was about. Her. She she is still married, so it worked out for oh, her. Good. It worked yeah, out good. for me. Um, so, you know, and I, I am sorry that I missed it. I mean, I don't get me wrong, but 
uh, yeah, I would have done the same thing over. Um, but you know, it's, it's worked out great. It's great to be here at AHP. They've done a ton for me over the years. Um, never would have imagined I'd end up where I am now when I first came to AHP. Um, so it's just a, it's a great program. Just, you know, listening to last year's student award winner. Um, and, and the, the things that it really, it opens up doors for you and you get to meet so many great people. Um, and in the beginning, it's, it's a networking conference, and then you come a few times, and you're like, it's a fun reunion. <laughs> well, Katie also was on one of our uh, Stable Scoop roundtables that we did. And yeah, I great ha- time. I have an announcement that I can make that we haven't been able to make yet till right now, and you, it's perfect that you're here because uh, a lot of listeners know we've been doing roundtables. We do them Facebook Live, and we get uh, four, three or four people on, and we discuss different topics. Actually, the panelists pick their topics. Um, and we have made a arrangement, a partnership with American Horse Publications, and it they are we're now partnering with them for those roundtables. Amazing! So starting in October, it's all going to be journalists and media from AHP as part of the roundtable. We'll have one listener, and then the other two guests will be from AHP. So, so it'll be exciting. very much a look at all the different topics, and who knows them better than the journalists who cover these topics. That's right. So I'm very excited that that's the case. That's going to start, and the, it'll be uh, the AHP uh, roundtable. So I'm very excited. I don't think I even told Jamie that. but uh, So that's <laughs> starting in October, and, and we're making that announcement now. Congratulations. That's fantastic. So thank you for being one of the first AHP people people on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. They didn't even have mimosas for breakfast this morning, and I'm still slurring my words. (laughs) Okay, so say your last name for everybody, because I can't say names. Stazak. Stazak. Katie Stazak. So look for her on on a broadcast near you. Thanks, Katie. You may, may not see me, but you'll hear me, okay. which I love just, yeah, just we as much. Too. Yeah, that's the reason we don't do video. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Katie. Appreciate Thank you it. so much. So isn't that fun? Uh, did you ever announce a horse show or anything, Jamie? I mean, you were in radio for so long. I never announced horse shows, but I did emcee a bass fishing competition. So there's that. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Bass fishing? <laughs> What yeah, do you know it, about fishing? It, actually, I emceed also, the better one was I emceed a trout fishing competition. And you basically walked up on this pedestal and it was uh, the back of a semi that was encased in glass. And so the big tank that was the size of a semi and you were supposed to cast out and trout fish. And I emceed that. So there you go. I also <laughs> emceed country music radio. It's so fun. I also emceed a backhoe competition. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to talk over backhoes? <laughs> Nobody can hear you. <laughs> well, I have another guest here, Jamie, and she's a fellow podcaster. She has her own podcast. Her name is Heather. Hi, Heather. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> There's a story about Heather, too. So, Jamie, I get here. You're going to see this tomorrow when you come in, actually. So, um, and you'll need to be about an inch from your mouth. Put it up there close. Now, your podcaster, you should know how to do this, Heather. I accidentally turned it off. Oh, <laughs> so there you go. Just putting it back on. Uh, so we get here, and we we got together for dinner the first night, and it, it was her and Carly, who's an author, book author, who probably will show up here at some point. But uh, they all thought I needed some adornment for the formal night. We wanted to cowboy you up. Yeah, they wanted to make me Texan. So tell everybody what you bought me yesterday. <laughs> So shopping in the stockyards, I was not leaving without getting you a bolo tie. So I now have a bolo tie to wear. But I talked Carly out of the scorpion one. There was an actual scorpion embedded in amber. (laughs) I don't know that I would like that one so much. Walking around with a bug on you. (laughs) So we got you a Texas Longhorn. And it is very nice. I like it. Thank you. And you wore it yesterday. So I know we didn't embarrass you too much. No, it looked good, actually. I was not too embarrassed to wear it. I'll be wearing it tomorrow when Jamie's here. I'll wear it. But now when you talk to Jen, how did you explain this, that your girlfriends are buying you presents now? Yes, that's right. That's right. We've got presents from my other other girlfriends. Your other ladies. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so I'll post a picture of me in my tie. I have never worn one before, but they're much easier to tie. You put it around your neck. Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you, my granddaddy never once wore a regular tie. He wore a bolo tie every day of his entire life. Well, that was what he did. Maybe you can explain to us. So that this one has the string, basically, that the thing is on, the the medallion or whatever Mm -hmm. is on. So what does Monty wear? 
So Monty wears a neckerchief, and I be- I don't I mean I haven't like gotten close enough to look at it, but it uh, you know ask Debbie. It's like a neckerchief around his neck, and it tucks <laughs> into this thing, and it looks like thing. It uh, reminds me of like a cravat, right? Like a Western type cravat. Yeah, that is probably what it's called, but I don't know. I don't know either. So we're going to have, have to, to ask. You know, ask all the Western Debbie people in this Monty. room, we should yeah. have somebody that knows the answer to Someone these Someone help questions. us. We're so English over here. So tell us about your podcast. Uh, so I have a podcast called the Equestrian Pulse Podcast, and I co-host it with three other people from all over the world. So we have there's a str- four of you hosting. Four of us, but we're not always on the same oh, episode. Good. So we take turns because we've all got so much going on. But we have an eventer in Ireland a dressage rider and nutritionist in Australia and a backyard horse owner who has got a young horse in training, former show jumper in France. And then there's me, the timid rider (laughs) 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 who goes, I don't want to show anything, but that's fine. I'm just going to show up and talk to people all day. So you have great accents on your show. Yes. And they make me look boring, you know, which I don't usually get. Our American accent with you got French, Australian, and British. And Irish. Irish, even better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm fun, but I have the boring American accent. Ironically, most of our listeners are American. Yeah. Yeah. So I must be doing something right. <laughs> well, and what do you guys talk about? We talk about everything. We talk about trends in the area, but we, we do a lot of interviews. So we talk to a lot of bloggers, a lot of authors, a lot of um, you know brands and things like that. So we talk about a little bit of everything, but... Some of my favorite things to talk about are confidence, mindset, nutrition, and things that horse owners just have going on, questions that they have. So we kind of talk about those things. So um, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, I have friends all over the world. Are, do you find that having an international flavor that things are a lot different in those other countries or are all of us horse people pretty much the same? Well, we call things differently. Like I call them a trailer in Australia. They call it a float, yeah. you know. So sometimes there's a little bit of a language barrier, but I think horse people are just horse people in general. Um, during COVID, it's been interesting because everybody's had so many different rules about what they can do if they can see their horses, if they're on lockdown. And, you know, France has been severely under lockdown for a couple of years on and off. And so that was really interesting to see how other countries were dealing with, with, uh, you know, being horse owners during that time. But, for the most part, I think we all have a lot in common, and that's just the horses. Yeah, yeah. it keeps us together. Yeah, very good. Well, where can people find the show? So people can find us on, oh gosh, everywhere. Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts. And what was the name again? It's called the Equestrian Pulse Podcast. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. So just type in Equestrian Pulse and we'll pop right up. And you'll get to meet Heather tomorrow, Jamie. She'll be here. Well, uh, Jamie and I met at Monty Roberts. Oh, that's right. Yes, you keep forgetting. (laughs) Forgot. We're like besties already, Glenn. We have hung out in California. And we love thoroughbreds. We've been hanging out, you know, in California. I mean, my God. So really, Glenn, you're late to the party. I am late to the party. Jamie and I are like sisters, and you're just gonna be the odd man out. I'm the odd man out. That's right. (laughs) I've always been kind of the odd man out. There's no doubt about that. That's cool. You have a podcast. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's taking a bit of a break um, with everything going on with the summer, but we're about to start a new season. So I'm excited about that. We're going to get popping. And uh, we're up for an Equestrian Film Festival Winnie Award this year. We're going to beat you. You're probably going to beat us. But that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. Because you've been doing this for a lot longer than we have. So we'll just have to, you know. Actually. (laughs) Go ahead, Jamie. I said, Glenn is such a punk. Listen to him. <laughs> I know. But the problem is I've been firing him up in the last 24 hours yeah. and he's getting a real feel for my personality. So he feels cheeky and I like it. Yeah, she's definitely <laughs> cheeky. <isn't> she? <laughs> We've decided I'm going to be his court jester. When Heather walks into the room, you know, Heather's there. <laughs> so. That's true. And everyone can wonder why, like, you know, I have the be bold as my tagline for the timid writer because I'm not timid in life. I'm only timid when it comes to something I'm really passionate about, and that's horses. <laughs> so it's really weird. Well, thank you, Heather. Appreciate it. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Jamie. We're going to a couple other podcasters here coming up right now. But first, we're going to hear from Kentucky Performance Products. And then we have a podcaster coming up who has a show right here on the Horse Radio Network. But first, let's hear from Kentucky Performance Products. She swallowed hard as they walked into the start box. She could feel his muscles tense under her leg. Five, four, three, two, one. Have a great ride. She didn't have to ask. He galloped out of the box and across the field toward their first training level course. His ears pricked. Her heart pounded. 
He attacked each obstacle with confidence, clearing them with room to spare. A huge smile broke out on her face as she crossed through the finish flags. She leaned forward and buried her face in his neck. Their bond of love and trust blocked out all else. This love story is brought to you by Elevate. Research proven to have superior bioavailability, Elevate supplies the essential vitamin E often missing from the equine diet. Its all-natural formula supports healthy muscle and nerve functions. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Well, we are here at the American Horse Publications Conference. I am. Jamie's at home, but she'll be here tomorrow. She's coming in, and Chad's coming in. It'll be fun to see him again. We decided, Jamie, tomorrow night that uh, I talked to Chad, and we're going to leave you here with Debbie and Mandy, who's sitting here with us, and we're going out for steak someplace while you guys eat your vegetarian. <laughs> Mandy is here. Mandy is has a show on the network called the Lead Line Podcast. Hi, Mandy. Hey, Glenn. We've been hanging her out all weekend as well, or all week. We've been having fun chatting. Mandy was one of the first guests we had on the Stable Scoop show back in probably 2008 or 2009. And here we are, full circle. You have your own show. Tell everybody about it. Yeah. So the lead line is a podcast for horse business owners who are looking for strategies to become more organized and more profitable in running their business. Jamie, there you go. There's a podcast for you, Jamie. (laughs) There's one for all of us, Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) So Jamie's been very busy, but uh, we all, we all can learn how to, how to do better and make more money on our shows or doing what we do. So what have you found? What have you found the response been since you started the show? Well, it's been six months. We actually just hit six months of podcasting this month. So this September, it's been a crazy experience so far. I really didn't know how quickly, you know, it would really pick up steam. Um, obviously new podcasts can take a little while for people to really like catch on, you know, that you're doing a new show. So, um, one of the things that I have really worked hard to do in those six months is just talk and talk and talk about what we're doing. And you know as well, Glenn, I have a Facebook community that also goes with a podcast called The Lead Line Community, which has been a big help. Um, but the response has been really great. I've asked for a lot of feedback because I'm someone who wants to grow and learn from um, what other people are saying and how they feel things are going. And I'm not afraid to get that honest feedback. But the feedback has been really incredible. The reviews that have been coming in and the messages I've been getting on Facebook and Instagram have just been awesome. JB, she came also from the event world where she would go do events for different companies around the country at trade shows. And oh, not three-day eventing world. No, okay. no. Like, like, wait, what? <laughs> like, uh, what's one of the weirdest events you ever did for a company? Well, there's a lot of different weird events, but the good thing about being in the event space is you're essentially a freelancer, so you can kind of pick and choose which events you want to go work and which companies you want to represent. Did um, you ever go uh, to a bass fishing competition? I did no. actually. Really? <laughs> I have Jeez. worked those. I have worked them, and but I think I worked one. Um, I worked one for like an RV company. There was an RV vendor that had popped up, and and they had uh, they brought in like two or three different RV models, and people would go in and tour them, and they'd have questions. And of course, you go in as a as a temporary contractor for these things, and you don't know all the details. So the big RV fanatics come in, and they've got all these really experienced RV questions, and I don't know the answers to those things. So they essentially are just like, listen, this is the name of the model. This is what it costs. If they want more details, they have to go to the dealership and get that information. But it's really like a touch and feel kind of experience. So people get to come in and see it firsthand without feeling like they're being sold to. So that's part of the benefit of being in the events industry is that when you're doing promotional event marketing, people don't feel like you're you know, that salesperson. They know they're there for the experience. I, I will tell you, maybe I sold a double wide at an event one time. Yeah, (laughs) but I didn't know anything about it. I just told him to go talk to that guy. But yes, this is a beautiful double. I mean, I mean, it's better than a single one. It's twice the size. (laughs) Twice the size. (laughs) That's funny. So you still haven't answered my question. I feel like there's an event that you went to and went, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm here." Well, I've 
definitely had i can't say i have like something that's really weird that i've worked because if it made me uncomfortable i probably didn't work it so you didn't work like the adult uh the the adult porn convention in vegas (laughs) no no no. okay no i will say there was a lot of people that got staffed on like the trojan condom tour (laughs) it was a lot of people that what exactly do they do on the trojan condom tour What happens on the Trojan condom tour stays on the Trojan condom tour, okay? How about the Oscar Wiener mobile? Did did you ever get the ride in it? No, but I did work with L.L. Bean. And for anyone that's familiar with L.L. Bean, they have the bootmobile that drives around. And it's kind of like the counterpart to the Wienermobile. It's like a giant boot that drives around instead of a giant hot dog. So that was really cool. I've taken pictures with that a few times. And I I haven't driven it, um, but I've taken pictures with it. And I have worked the tour stops with L.L. Bean a few times when they've come to my area. Is it more prestigious to drive a... uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going there. (laughs) I just thought better of it. <laughs> I okay. think the answer is the wiener. <laughs> Thank you, Mandy. Where do they, they obviously they can find your show on our network, but it's the Lead Line podcast, and it's everywhere, and it's all one word: Lead Line, all one word. Yes. Uh, thanks, Mandy. Appreciate it. <laughs> I knew Mandy had done some fun stuff in uh, in her time, so. <laughs> Thanks, Mandy. You'll get to meet her tomorrow, too. She'll be here. Hey, we have somebody else here that you all know uh, because she fills in for Jamie all the time. And you two are going to get to meet for the first time. Lisa Wysocki's here. Hi. I cannot wait. This is so exciting. I mean, I'm like, what do I wear? I'm meeting Lisa Waisaki. Like, I need to go shopping today. This is going to be intense. You know, it's so funny. The other day in the show, Jamie said, I'm so excited to meet Lisa because I've been in multiples of her books, like three books. You know, I might have killed somebody in the last book, and I've never met her. And it was 10 minutes later, you sent me a message that said, I'm so excited to meet Jamie. I know. (laughs) It was funny. Yeah, we're going to get in some trouble, I think. Watch out. I hope we're at the same table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can arrange that. <laughs> you can probably make that happen. We can make that happen. We're yeah. always... Wait, fr- whatever ha- ta- table you were going to be at, you could put my husband in that chair and you come sit next to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For everybody that doesn't know, we as a group, the Horse Radio Network family, kind of sits in the last table in the back yes. corner because this is an award ceremony and they're all like stuffy and doing this serious stuff and we're all back there going... Cracking up and having a good time, <laughs> basically being a disturbance. I'm yes. surprised they even let us come. Yeah, I'm surprised Jamie, they don't kick Was us it out. Scottsdale that you were at? Uh, yes, I think. I yeah. can't remember much of it. Yeah, yeah. You were at one of them, and they have an open bar. Well, that helps. You know, that helps make oh, it more tremendously. fun. Yeah. Yes. No, Glenn, they had an open bar till like 6.30, and I was like, go get all the drinks. <laughs> and so I had like six in front of me. I was sitting with another really fun person who shall remain nameless, and uh, then Debbie was on my other side, and I'm pretty sure she was looking at me with scorn the whole time, but I'm like, come on, I'm sitting through the award ceremony with people winning awards for breakfast writing articles. I don't yeah. even like going to like the regular award shows. So it was really fun. And uh, like I said, it was, it was an open bar for like a certain amount of time. And I was like, Glenn, just keep going back and forth. Just keep bringing <laughs> Well, just so you know, he's already started. We were sitting around yesterday and he's kept looking at the door. Is the bar open yet? I wonder if the bar's open yet. I think I'll go look and see if the bar's open. Glenn, it's not a cruise ship, okay? It's not a cruise ship. By the way, it got loud in here because we are in what's called the resource room. So every magazine made, you can come get one of. You could carry about a hundred pounds of magazines out. They have freebies from Vitaflex and Horse Health and Farnham's here. They're giving away freebies. So this is the room where you get all the freebies. And, And it was a break between sessions, so it got loud because everybody came in here. Yeah, yeah. yeah to Free get their stuff. Freebies. Lisa, what's new with you? I know we've talked about it on the show, but let our listeners know that you maybe have Jamie being played by Kaylee Kuko on the sh- uh-huh. on a, t- a TV or movie version of your books. What's the story? Yeah, Did so, she turn So right down? now, yeah. um, I got dumped by Kaylee. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we got dumped. <gasps> so sad. Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> she could have been she Jamie. Yeah. She she said that she didn't want to work on any new projects that involved animals. What? So, I know. I know. Can you believe that? 
Well, she was getting in the middle of a divorce during all this time, yeah. so maybe she had that on the brain. Probably, probably. So we're going to circle back around, but we've got a couple of other actresses that we're. But it's you know, still maybe at. in the works. Oh yeah, oh definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's being pitched, and and they're looking. at Did some you male say leads. that we want to play ourselves? Did you say that? Yeah, and that kind of got shot down pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, they won't yeah. even let us play us. Jamie. No, no, I don't even know that they're going to let you on set, Glenn. <laughs> I said if Kaylee was going to be there, I wanted to be. I wanted to be Lisa's bodyguard. Yeah, so I could oh, yeah. Kaylee's let's, bodyguard. Yeah. Let's bring the middle-aged stalker guy out. Yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I'm glad to hear it's still progressing, though. That's, oh yeah, no, it is. Terrific. It is. It's, you know, these things just take forever, yeah. and and it's just you know you you go here and you go there, and and I've been out to LA a couple of times for some pretty promising meetings, and you know we'll just we'll just see. We do have good news too, because the last time we saw you, we were staying in your yard. Yes. Colby's Army, and Colby's Army is one of our favorite stops for all the good work that you do there, and we met some amazing people. Of course, we did the concert with Templeton. Yes. And we're happy to report that you raised how much money? Right now, we're at $2,230. It's thank you, everybody. It just really helps keep us going and helps keep feeding some hungry people and and giving some therapeutic riding lessons to some people who had lived in homelessness, and they're now learning life lessons about horses, so it's amazing. I met one of those people. You did, Liz. Uh, Liz, at the... at the at the at the concert, concert. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. We met at the concert and got to spend a lot of time with her. And what an amazing story about how she lived outside for ten years. Yeah, yeah. And now has her own apartment. She had just moved into she her first apartment. Did. And the first thing I asked her, and everybody thought it was a stupid question, but her, I said, "How many times did you shower the first day?" And she <laughs> said, "I have two bathrooms. I used them both multiple times." So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Liz is awesome, and she's out volunteering at Colby's Army a couple of days a week, and, and so it's just really, really great. Well, there's so. a full circle, too, right? She's Absolutely. out helping others now to get out of that situation. Well, she is, and she's also riding with us, and yeah. she's learning, you know, she's she's learning to trot independently. And You do amazing and, work, and thank you thank to the you. listeners. I know a lot of you donated. Yes, so. yes, and I think we've we've tried to send out thank yous as they've come in, and, and uh, hopefully we're not too far behind on that, but it... it I can't tell you how much of a difference it makes. And, you know, and $2,200 will feed one of your horses for a year. So, oh, 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 yeah. tremendously, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, a lot of the, the donations, they were 20 or 25 or $30, and, you know, that buys a bag of feed, and then some, and, and it really does help. Can people still donate? Do we know where the donation yeah, yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. it's still up on the Facebook Live. You can just watch the concert, and Templeton was but amazing. It, if they go, was it on GoFundMe? It's on GoFundMe. And look up Colby's Army. Yeah, just search for C. Colby's Army, yeah. Yeah, with yeah. a C, and you'll find it if you do want to donate to a very good cause down there in Nashville. Oh, thank you. And what you do for everybody. And I got to see that up, up close and personal. Yeah, and yeah, and Jen got to ride, yeah, and, and so it was It was fun. fun. It was a neat place. Now, it's a it's a little hilly there. and It's, it's a little a, hilly. It's a, <laughs> It's in the mountains. So. And very crappy internet. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty out there. And no phone service. It's beautiful, but, but uh, it's out in the woods. It's a trade-off, Glenn. Sure. Yeah. It's a trade-off. It definitely is. So, Lisa, thank you for joining oh, us. And so thank welcome. you for being part of the Horse Radio Network for so many years. Oh, and thank you. It's just been one so of our much family. Fun. And uh, we'll look forward to that table tomorrow night. Yes, I get They're to meet Jamie. They're going to the hell out. It's, <laughs> and they, they never do the podcast awards till last. I know. And it's like, I know. Oh. I know. So, so, yeah. But you'll have a good time between the, the beginning and that point. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have Lisa, were you there the the last time I was there and we won the award? No, you weren't. No. Okay. No. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna paint the picture, Glenn. Uh, do you remember they announced the basically each podcast they announce it and they play a clip yes. from the award and we won the one and everybody you know either laughs or chuckles and we the one we submitted was when Leslie Wiley is talking about eventing and the whole little snippet is of her talking. And at the end of the snippet, it cuts off with, and we ended up doing a rotational fall. And <laughs> the place was freaking silent. Silent. You could have heard a pin drop. Everybody clap for every other one. And you hear that. And you hear a pin drop. And I stood up and I go, she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. It's okay. Doesn't that describe our show, oh, though? Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. We, we wouldn't have it any other way. It was so awkward and awful, but like, I had to help out. And then after I said that, nobody laughed or just said anything. It was just like, okay, oh. next word goes to... That's like, why we all have to sit in the back. And that's why she is... I don't want to be that girl. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh. Well, Jamie, I'm looking <laughs> forward to meeting you tomorrow. What time do you get in? 
Okay, I don't know because I've got all sorts of stuff going on. But I'll tell you today, I am going to get, Glenn, turn your ears off. My first, (laughs) I'm going into the city because I live in the country. I'm going to get my first ever mammogram and I'm going to buy something to impress you. Oh, I'm going to get get some new clothes. I'm going to get a mammogram and a new shirt or something. (laughs) I don't know, a new outfit. It's going to be Western. We are in Texas. So think fringe. And uh, yeah. oh, don't listen to him. <laughs> oh God, don't listen to him. Hey, if I have to wear a bolo like, tie, you're gonna have to wear fringe. I'm gonna come in with turquoise fringe sequins. chaps, sequins, lots of sequins. Yes, belt, uh, a rhinestone hat. It's gonna be fantastic. You're gonna see me from a mile away. Before Glenn says too much else, he probably needs to go find the bar. I do. I do want to. I do want to bring what we have. One more person, Carly. Uh, we're gonna bring Carly over here, and then we'll wrap up the show. But Carly's gonna join us. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, for, you are so welcome. Love awesome. you, mean it. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Carly's going to join us real jangling. quick. Uh, her name is Carly Cade. And Carly, go ahead and put on the headphones there so you can hear Jamie. And there's your mic. Carly is an author. We knew her first as an author of uh, how many books now? Oh, boy. Four books in the series. Four books. Talk, speak in your outdoor voice. Oh. I know you can be loud. Oh, I am. I'm a loud girl, <laughs> yes. Four books in the series. And tell us, what are the books? The books are In the Rains. Cowboy Away, Chopin Promised, and the newest book, which just came out this summer, is Beyond Eight Seconds. And now, I think you can tell us the answer to the question we had at the beginning of the show. You've seen Monty Roberts. He wears that scarf-like thing around his neck. What is that called? <laughs> it's a bolero. Bolero. Bolero, you were so close, Glenn. I was. I was so close. I believe, yes. Because it actually has like the pin medallion thing on it, too, or the slidey thing. That's right. Yeah, okay. That probably has a name, too. (laughs) You know, all the Western people now are going, it's this. They're screaming in their car. Oh, yeah. They're cussing us. So you're also a podcaster, too. I am. Tell us about your show. Thank you for asking. I host the Equestrian Author Spotlight podcast, and I talk with horse book authors. And I we share ideas. We talk about marketing. I find out their history with horses, what they're up to. And uh, we're all uniting and supporting each other. And it has been a blast. And you've been doing it a while. You have enemy episodes, 60 or 80? 88. 88, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been going on for about a year and a half. Well, congratulations. You've now made it longer than 99% of other podcasters <laughs> out there. So it's true. And you have to love it. You know, like my, my joy really is in connecting and talking with people. And that's what the show is all about. It's, it's actually the resource I wish I had. When I first started writing books, there wasn't anything out there for, it's very niche, right? It's very niche. It, it's the resource I wish I had, and I hope it's of service to other authors that are out there trying to write books. Well, I hope to get it. We're, we're talking about bringing it on the network, and I hope we get that done. because I, I would, would love, love that. I would love to get your show over here. And you're also good friends with Heather, who you heard from earlier, who's met Jamie out there at Monty's Place. So Carly and Heather are, let's just put it this way, Jamie, they make you seem quiet. So... <laughs> <laughs> it should be a fun time tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Where can people find your books? Uh, the best place to go is CarlyCadeCreative.com, and they're available wherever books are sold, and I have all the links there on my website. And the name of your podcast again? The name of my podcast is the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast. Got it. Thank you very much, Carly. Thank you, Glenn. All right, everybody. We're going to wrap this show up. Uh, we'll have a bit of a, just a tiny bit of a post show for the auditors here. Uh, and we appreciate you sitting through this. There's no really bad ads today because of the nature of this special broadcast here. And Jamie has to get back to work, too. She has all these horses to train. I actually have to go get, no, I got to go get my boobs squished. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You're so thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll be back like normal on Monday. I'll be back in Ocala, and uh, Jamie, I think, will be back in Oklahoma. Maybe. If they they let her back into Oklahoma. 